All of this week on News Talk, we have brought you the latest figures from social housing allocations and supply. On Monday, we heard how there were more than 1,500 refusals on homes last year. Well, today, our reporter Josh Crosby has obtained figures on under-occupied social housing units. Is this all down to empty nesters or how many bedrooms are there out there? Well, Kira, so in Dublin alone, there are more than 8,600 under-occupied units. Now, a lot would be a two-person household in a three-bedroom house. Now, if you would take a, a guess on that, you could assume this is a couple, say, whose children have grown up, moved out, gone their own way. Then there are a number of properties where you've one person living in a large house. So, for example, in Dunleary Ratdown, you've more than 300 three-bedroom dwellings with only one person living in them. You've 534 three-bedroom houses with two people living in them. You also have cases where there is one person living in a two-bed. And, and to be fair, Kira, not many people would begrudge someone of that. Many of us want a spare room, some space for storage or whatever it may be. But in Dublin City Council, you've 5,384 properties which are under-occupied. So, if the system the allocation process which we talked about on Monday if this was running as efficiently as it could be then this could possibly free up a whole mixture of accommodation and if and most importantly if suitable housing was available for the tenants to move into now look there are divided views on this some people feel that it's the family home and if you've lived there all your life you've every right to stay there while others argue that the homes should be made use of here are some of the people I met with who are split on the issue I think it's kind of down to your circumstances, your personal circumstances and the attachment with where you're living. Also it depends if your family are living nearby, you mightn't get a property in the same area. So it really depends on circumstances. Personally, I don't think I'd downsize. I'd hope to keep it for when it gets full again. No, I think if, the, if somebody's living in a house, if they're, even if they're elderly people, it should be for their dignity be allowed to hold on to it. I don't think they should be forced to move out or out like that. I mean, it makes sense I would be for that free up houses for younger families and stuff but I don't know if asking people get out like I don't know I think it's right to incentivise yeah but not to force it's not those people's responsibility for this it's the government's responsibility they're not doing it so they're shoving on I guess it'd be up to individual preference because ultimately it is their home but from like a moral perspective probably particularly say if you're like really old and you're living in a huge house maybe to downsize and also my grandmother did I don't know I think it's a personal choice to be honest you know if someone said to me downsize I don't think I'd want to to be honest you're putting your foot down you're staying there yeah yeah. yeah, I think see a lot of it is I suppose that the children grow up and they move on and then there's a few spare rooms left over but people are arguing now that if they were to downsize it would free up family homes yeah but what about your own then how are they going to get a house you know what I mean I personally wouldn't do it uh, people on the streets of Dublin sharing their view there on under-occupied social housing. So what schemes are in place to release some of the properties back into housing stock, Josh? Well, this is where it can get tricky, Kira. So some local authorities are running right-sizing schemes. Then there are other councils who are starting to draft pilot projects. But these are small numbers. Take, for example, in Limerick, the council there ran two different right-sizing schemes for people over the age of 55 and a total of 45 people applied, but then only eight were successful. In Longford last year, there were eight applications for downsizing. Over the past two years, in Kildare 66 tenant transfers have been completed but only 7 were for downsizing so there are not many who are opting to move out of their home and that is understandable I spoke with Celine Clark who's Head of Advocacy and Public Affairs at Age Action to find out what she's hearing on the ground The motivation behind the right sizing policy has to be to respectfully meet the needs and preferences and aspirations 
of older persons within that sort of idea of aging in place. Right-sizing shouldn't be a crude exercise to shake out some kind of housing stock as a response to the prolonged housing supply or affordability crisis. And an awful lot of older people will say to us when we talk to them about right-sizing policy or housing options, they push back against the idea of right-sizing. Many of them say, you know, they don't want to be downsized or right-sized. And so any sort of talk about a right-sizing policy is wrong and if it starts with the idea that we're trying to get homes for other people and an older person should be moving into a home that's the right size for somebody according to some set of like criteria or data. Some people will argue that they could free up housing stock but you don't believe that it's appropriate for councils or for anyone for that matter to be incentivizing people to, to move house but do you think there needs to be more awareness or more I suppose information given to people and the benefits of finding a property that might suit their needs? If there are properties available, alternative appropriate accommodation options available for people, absolutely they should be told about them. But the most important thing, firstly, is the motivation to move has to be to meet the individual older person's needs. That was Celine Clark there from Age Action, ending that report on under-occupied housing and rights sizing. And thank you to Josh Crosby for that report.